uh, he he hated to miss it. That's all right. Hey, everybody, this is Bob, and I'm with Kyle uh, Wiltshire. Is that correct? Wiltshire, yeah, Wiltshire. Well, oh, do you actually have the Shire rather than just the Sure? Because you the know there's Shire. a big uh, the big road in Los Angeles called Wiltshire. Wiltshire Boulevard. Yeah, that's right. No, there's actually there's no T. It's just Wilshire Boulevard. I think. Oh, you're right. But it's yeah. just Wiltshire. Wiltshire. You're right. Yeah, we had the um, T in. So uh, Kyle is here. Uh, and I was going to my first question was going to be, are you the one with the glasses? But now I see that you are. So <laughs> clearly I am. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, there's no no mystery there. Um and uh, you guys wrote a book called The Dead Rockstars, which we will get to in just a moment. But one of the cool. things that jumped out to me on your thing is that you've watched uh, all of the Highlander movies. <laughs> and so if there can be only one, why are there two of you? <laughs> That's a great question. It really is a great question for the Highlander series because yeah. for years it was the one guy and then they made a TV show and it turned out mm -hmm. the one guy actually had a cousin you know, yeah, so, how that happened, right? Now there is only two. You know, the, the reason we highlight that Highlander series is because I don't know if there's ever been a uh, a property. You know, this is totally not true, but you know, a property that has such a confusing and and wonky mythology <laughs> when, when you try <laughs> to look at the the story they're trying to tell, it just doesn't make any sense at all. And so you just highlighted a great point. You know, the whole point of it is there can be only one. Right, there could be um, actually, only one. Every time they find someone new, you know, they find a new a new bad guy who's frozen in ice or something, you know. So, <laughs> maybe maybe that's a, the lesson know. is there's never only one. Maybe that's what they're trying. Yeah. They didn't realize they were being so philosophical with that, but uh that's deep, you know, man. You're, you're, yeah. there's never one, there's always another, you know, bigger fish, all <laughs> that kind of stuff. For sure. So um so yeah, but the 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 goofiest thing is the reason I wanted to talk to you guys. I mean, I, I, obviously the book is it sounds interesting and everything, but I love whenever people put kind of weird esoteric uh, uh, statements in their in their bios, and and having the Highlander thing in there is just like okay, this is interesting <laughs> because you know most people are like you know I'm the greatest person ever. Uh, you should talk to me because I do great things all the time. You know, but most people don't really highlight these kind of uh, uh, side things that that uh, popular culture side avenues that most people really are. You know, that's really kind of where they're at. I mean, most of the time. Yeah, uh, I think about that. So you got you said you watched them all on VHS, which means I guess you didn't catch it at the movies. That that shows our age. Right. So we're, we weren't <laughs> old enough to see them at the movies. Right. We weren't. We're not young enough to have watched them on DVD or on streaming services. Right. We hit we hit that you know that eighties nineties uh, era of VHS, <laughs> which uh, is so another yeah, that, that shows just, yeah, it's another weird kind of thing that uh, jumped out at me. Um, so, did, was this something that you guys? So you went to college together, which uh, yeah. so did you watch the Highlander movies in college or? Yeah, at some point in college, we, you know that's really part of our backstory. We may get into it later, but Jay and I have always loved um, movies and stories and, you know, all, all, you know, any, any type of like continuity and those sort of things. And uh, so we, we started realizing as we were, you know, in our, in our early twenties or whatever, man, there's a lot of movie series out there. There's a lot of shows we hadn't seen for some reason or other. We just missed them, you know? So like, mm -hmm. 
uh, we chose the Highlander because we think it's funny, but like we watched the whole Godfather series, you know, because we had never seen those movies for some reason. That's and pretty so we funny sat down. too. I mean, if you think about yeah. it. Uh... <laughs> well, you know, we we were we were just old or young enough to, you know, that they were sort of twenty years old at that point or so, maybe a little little older. But you know, we we're like, hey, we've never seen these. So let's sit down and watch these. Then we we revisited some stuff that we had seen over and over, like. Uh, the Star Trek movies, maybe not all the TV shows, but like the the Captain Kirk movies, right, you know. So we motion picture that horrible movie, Star Trek the motion picture. Oh. Yeah, the one with the whales, you know, like all the, oh, they're yeah. all and they're all interesting and quirky and fun and some amazing in their own ways, you know. And so we, you know, we discovered Highlander because the first one was like, man, Sean Connery's in this can't be that bad, right? And, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the first the first one, you know, kind I'm a of, Spaniard that talks uh, with a Scottish accent. I'm from Spain now. Right. Yes, the Spaniard. Yeah, <laughs> I've forgotten Spaniard. that he was supposed to be from Spain. Yeah, and he had the thick Scottish accent. That's <laughs> hilarious. So yeah, just another quirkiness of the of the series. So yeah, we we just plowed through those. We we watched them in the dorm room and in our apartments uh, later on. In, you know, in life after we graduated and. So yeah, it's just that, those were just a fun example of us watching something and going, you know, years and years later though, I think we could do this. You know, if if they made Highlander 2, which is, you know, generally recognized one of the worst movies like ever made. <laughs> yeah. It it just takes all the mythology from the first one and just flushes it. Yeah, like, you eh, know. We just want to make money. We don't really care about all that. Yeah, and so if, if Highlander two can get made, surely we can tell a story better than Highlander two. You know, that's you talk about well, that, you know, people there, in their that's bios. Motivation. There you go. Well, totally. You know, you say in people's bios, they're talking about how great they are. That's our that's our kind of subtle way to say, hey, we're we're we're, we're pretty cool. We uh we wrote a story that's better than Highlander two. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're better than we we didn't so set the bar high, but we're better than that. <laughs> Well, then three um, comes along and just erases two as if it never happened. So, it's, you know, it's just right. hilarious. Well, forget about that. Um, right. So you mentioned, so was, did you guys meet because of this fondness for kind of uh, uh, interesting movie choices or tell me your, your origin stories, I suppose, between the two of you possibly. Yeah, so Jay and I again. Oh, I hate that he's not here because he he's so much fun, and we are just like the uh, complementary parts, right? So, uh, personality wise, he's an extrovert. I'm an introvert. You know, like uh, when it comes to uh, you know ambition or entrepreneurial spirit or whatever, he's the he's the gas pedal man, and I'm the brake. I'm like, whoa, whoa, we need to think <laughs> about this, and he's like, let's go, let's go, you know, and so. Uh, it, we just complement each other in so many ways. And so when we were in college, as a freshman, I was sitting in my dorm room and uh, I hear, I hear a knock on my door and I go answer it. And uh, by the way, I was watching Rocky three, a series we later watched all the, all the Rocky <laughs> movies, but uh, I answer my door and it's yeah, Adrian, you know, and so we, uh, I answer my door and it's Jay and I had met Jay just like in passing. So we weren't, we weren't close at that point. But, you know, long story short, basically, he was like, come out of this dorm room and be my friend. Let's go hang out. Let's do some stuff together. <laughs> and it really you, was that that simple. <laughs> you, you Not to draw comparisons, but there's a uh, Netflix documentary uh, on Wham, which is an 80s mm. uh, band. Yeah. And Andrew Ridgely drug uh, George Michael out of his uh, hole 
uh, if you watch that, it, there's a very similar uh, vibe to that. I mean, you know, not yeah. to compare you guys, but it just it just struck me as you mentioned that that uh, that that happened as well. So you have to check it out because uh, it actually is a very good documentary, even if you don't like William. But uh, yeah, uh, oh, either man, way, you couldn't you couldn't get through the '80s without you know just wham, you know, I know everywhere. They were everywhere, and I would yeah, have put but, the opposite. I would have guessed that that Ridgely was the introvert, and and uh, no. Michaels was, was the extrovert. That he was the one pulling Ridgely out and getting him going places and stuff. No, it was exactly the opposite. And uh, cool. and I, I will tell you, you know, in all honesty, I despised Wham whenever it was <laughs> whenever it was popular, and uh, and then I watched, you know, later in life, you mellow a little bit, and I'm like, oh, this is all right. And then I watched the documentary. I'm like, oh, this is a very uh, a sweet story. So, yeah. Anyway, not not to plug that necessarily because we should be plugging the dead rock stars. But uh, <laughs> I was curious to see to hear like kind of you guys got together. So, so he was really you know kind of the uh, was he bored? I mean, how did he? Why did he choose you of all people? I guess would be my question. If you're the yeah. introvert and he's the extrovert, why did he say, hey, were you just a- available? I mean, you were you just know, hanging is, out, or <laughs> that is a great question. I have never thought to ask him. Man, why'd you why'd you pursue me? You know, uh, in a friendship way. You know, just like I guess you know, maybe like I said, we had interacted a little bit. Maybe you know, he heard me say something funny or whatever. And truth be told, uh, we we ended up in the same fraternity, and so I think there was a degree of the fraternity rush, you know, kind of thing mm-hmm. happening. Like, hey, let's let's get people into our group, you know, sort of. Thing. So I think it maybe began there. But another thing, I do know this is that uh, he didn't have a car at that point and I did. And so, ah. you know, he needed someone to take him places and go to McDonald's and get his, you know, medium Coke and cinnamon roll, which was his, <laughs> his order in 1997, probably still today, but uh, uh, <laughs> diet Coke now, diet Coke now. <laughs> diet Coke and a uh, uh, half a cinnamon roll or something. That's so, right. So yeah. you had the car. And so then now, yeah, okay. I, I see Kyle as my link to transportation and he obviously is doing nothing so he can take me where I want to go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I was. that is totally the truth. I was doing nothing. I was going to class and going to my dorm room and, you know, uh, just laying low. <laughs> so then you guys, you, you were going to college and, and you were uh, uh, feeding his addiction to fast food uh, drinks and <laughs> treats. And my um, own. <laughs> and your own. So did you go? So... Um, so after college, right? So you guys obviously still talk to each other. You're working on this project and so forth. You know, how does that happen? I mean, what, why? Um, I mean, why? I mean, most times yeah. people, I mean, you keep, you keep your friends, right? But you don't necessarily continue, you know, yeah. the same way, I suppose. We went to the same town after, after college, lived in the same city, ended up in the same like apartment complex. Uh, it was like this little, um, you know, so this is a, of, a stocking story at this point. I, I guess okay. so. Yeah, maybe so. I've never thought of it that way, but that's <laughs> who who who, who moved there first. <laughs> he went first. He's older than me. He's a year older oh, okay. than me. So he went first. Oh, so you're the stalker. I'm talking am, to the yeah. Kyle stalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, easy, Bob. Easy. <laughs> okay, I'm just joking. <laughs> Teasing, man. But uh, yeah. yeah, so we 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 just stayed together and. Uh, uh, then when we went our separate ways uh, after, you know, that, that period of life, uh, we just stayed in touch, man. Jay is a, again, oh, I hate it. He's not here. Cause he is a man. He is a connector of people. He, he continues to, to, to nurture 
and cultivate relationships. You know, some people like me, more so like me, uh, you have a season with, with, with people and you move and it's sort of, yeah, man, fond memories, thankful for them, love them, whatever. But, but I'm not the type to continue to, you know, try to keep relationship fires going and truth, truth be told, we're best friends. And so, yeah, of course we're going to stay close together, but he truly works at it. He's a great connector of people. And so uh, we just stayed on the phone. You know, one of the funny things that he would do is this is right at the advent of TiVo and uh, the town I moved to didn't have, uh, uh, we were wanting this, we, we were wanting to watch the charge, the Star Trek series enterprise, you know, that, that mm -hmm. just shows our level of nerddom. Right. Yeah. And the town I moved to, this is long before streamers or any of that stuff didn't have UPN or whatever network it came on WB. I can't remember what, ne what network uh, it Paramount, came on. Paramount. Paramount. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and so he would DVR, you know, he would DVR episodes of Star Star Trek Enterprise for me. Initially, put them on VHS and mailed them to me, and then he started put them on disc and would mail them to me. I would watch them, and then we'd talk about them on the phone. Oh my gosh, uh, so, that's a that's a level of commitment there. It is. We were very passionate about the uh, the, and at the, this the point, early journey. You're not even the driver. He's yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, he was married at that point. I was not. You know, he was. Yeah, we just. You know, it's just kind of one of those fun fun things we kept doing but yeah we were passionate about the ongoing uh stories of the starship enterprise uh which was, i do really i do like enterprise. that's a very good um one of the very very one of the better series i suppose i should say it was it was i had to rank them yeah 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 it was it was interesting if you so yeah, rank which what would you put it at i would put it oh. at uh i put it third let's say no wait wait fourth fourth Listen, I am I am a very casual Star Trek fan. I, I was I'm a TV flipper Star Trek fan, is what it is. What that okay. what that means is if you're flipping through and you see you know Picard on the deck of the Enterprise, you're like, oh, I'll watch this. You know, in years past, uh, or or oh man, Shatner's about to beat somebody up. Man, I'm going to watch this. This is fun. Or so I never got into Deep Space Nine. I never got into Voyager. Uh, oh, so okay. but something about Enterprise well, dragged us in. Apparently, uh, Jay didn't want to uh, send you those tapes. <laughs> yeah, no, we were we, our, our level of nerddom can only go so far, Bob. Okay. We can only go so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fun. So then, you guys. So uh, I guess we should get to the project here. So, sure. so you guys were going through your your friends for a very long time, and now who decided, hey, let's write this uh, dead rock stars thing. Yeah, so in, on our commutes, as we got older, we would call one another in our morning commute and we would just chat about, you know, something we'd seen or, or a book we're reading or, you know, something ne never about the important stuff, you know, family and you know, whatever. Uh, it was it was always about the fun pop culture stuff we were engaged in. And uh, I, I'm i kind of an idea guy. I'm always thinking of stuff. My wheels are always turning like I'm the internal one. So my wheels are always turning. And I'm always got ideas churning. So I had this idea. Uh, what about, you know, what if what if these these rock stars, so many of them tragically passed away too soon, but what if they didn't? What if they fake their deaths and they become secret agents? And I, I kind of told Jay that idea one time, and I kind of remember him pausing. And I, you know, my first thought was, oh, this is so stupid. You know, he's he's gonna he's gonna tell me, no, that's so dumb. But he paused, and he paused long enough for me to say, yeah, it's a million dollar idea, right? With like a you know, kind of a, a, a sarcasm. And mm -hmm. he replied, Kyle, that's not a million dollar idea. 
that's a billion dollar universe. We've got to do this. <laughs> and he's, so, like I he's said, all, he's MCU in it right now. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's the accelerator. He's the gas pedal. And so he's like, let's do it. Let's write this. And you know, this was September of 2018 when this happened. Mm-hmm. I remember because we had a whiteboard session. I agreed. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. And truth be told, Jay and I had tried some projects before, not really writing projects, but we launched a website for a brief time. And we talked about some, some things and we never really kept it going or saw things to the finish line. So I was kind of skeptical and more mm-hmm. than likely, I just was wanting to change the subject. Uh, but I entertained it and we went and, you know, had a meeting and on a whiteboard session, talked about what the story could be, the plot of the story, you know, uh, like, like I say, we're always critical of, of, of plot holes and stories. So we were like, this is where we want to begin. This is where we want to end. Now, how do we get there? So we gave a very, 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 um, you know, skeletal outline of, of what we, where we wanted to go. And uh, so we, we charted maybe the first like four to six chapters mm-hmm. and made assignments. Okay. Jay was going to write the first two. I was going to write the next two and, uh, and we'll just see how it goes. And so he wrote these first two chapters and uh, you know, he sent them to me and I read them and I was just blown away. Uh, you know, I know Jay, I, I knew Jay was super creative a great imagination, but what he put on those, those first two chapters was just like, man, we really do need to do this. And so, <laughs> um, I wrote the next two and seriously, it was just boom from there. Now life happens. They were starting stops over time, but we finally finished a, a first draft, uh, in 2020. Uh, thank you to the pandemic, uh, when, when nobody could do anything, but sit around at home. So we actually finished our pandemic project and, uh, yeah, so we, we kind of, launched it from there that was that was sort of how it how it came to the conclusion the first the first draft of the story mm-hmm. so then yeah, yeah get yourself a drink there so then um uh so give me give me a little taste so are we talking what dead rock stars are we talking about so unfortunately i haven't read the book i would i wish yeah. that i would say oh yes i read the book but i think it just came out uh technically in november it did, uh, and uh, I can't remember when I wrote off to Jay, but it was probably not too long after that. I don't think so. Yeah, now we've uh, we've been trying to you know jump on as many podcasts as we can to like help you know people find the book, discover the book, and learn about it. Yeah, so um, we the thumbnail sketch, like I said, you know, dead rock stars fake their deaths became secret agents, but you know we didn't want to just make it. Um, you know, all these dead rock stars and I'll give a few hints, you know, or to let you know a few people that are in the book. We like to keep right. some of it a little bit fun and, you know, spoiler free, but you know, Buddy Holly, Elvis Presley, Janis Joplin, the, the folks you can read on the, you know, on the back oh, cover, the, the, you know, the 27 club, a lot of them then, huh? Some of the 27 club. Yeah, for sure. Um, but here's the thing. We started doing some math and we started realizing, Oh man, if we try to set it in the present day, a lot of those of the most famous mm-hmm. ones uh, would be really way too old. So we started thinking, when's a, when's a, a sweet spot? Uh, and we landed on 1999 as the, the year. Wouldn't hurt the, the Highlander thing. Pull that in. They just live forever, so you don't have to worry about it. You know, <laughs> borrow well, from the Highlander. It's not quite that metaphysical, you know. It's more. <laughs> then you it's can more grounded in reality, in there, you know. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So uh, we uh, yeah, we set it in 1999 and then we started realizing that, you know, okay, these rock stars are 
we're we're real people mm-hmm. and as much as we would want to try to encapsulate who they are and what they were like we're never going to get it right we're absolutely perfect we're going to do something that a true hardcore Elvis fan would be like, ah, oh, Elvis King would never do that, you know, oh, or yeah. a true a Janis Joplin fan would be like, no, oh, she wouldn't. So what we decided was uh, we need uh, we need another character who to be the main character, the protagonist that that we see this world of the dead rock stars through his eyes. Ah, um, the Oscar Goldman, so the handler. Yeah, yeah. Well, really, honestly, of course, you got to you got to set your goals really high, you know. Mm-hmm. But the the real it was it was Harry Potter, right? So Harry Potter oh. goes in this world. He's part of this world uh, by birth and by his, you know, I guess genes. You know, uh, how how do, how do how does magic get passed? You know, genetics. I have no idea. <laughs> she never addressed that part. But uh, you the know, rock so, stars of the magic world. That's right. But he he comes in and he doesn't know anything. He doesn't know what the words mean. He doesn't know what a muggle is or, you know, any of these things. So he's got to learn all this stuff. So we took the same approach. Our, our character has to come in. Our main character has to come in just like everybody else and doesn't know anything and has to be explained everything. Otherwise it feels like, you know, uh, maybe, maybe it's, it's a little too, uh, too much of a, a, a hill to, to climb. You know, there's so many books that I feel like, you know, it takes a hundred pages before you ever really, understand what it is you're reading you know i tried to read dune you know when the movie came out a couple years ago and i was like i think i'm gonna put this down but thankfully i I stuck with it and i got through the first book yeah you know but it took 100 pages that that is a trudge yeah you should watch the uh original dune movie from david oh i've seen it oh i've seen it if you haven't read the book that movie is just unintelligible there's no way to understand what's going on Unless you've read the book. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a wild movie. I love that movie. Yeah. So, the old Dune. Anyway, the old Dune. Yeah. The old Dune. Yeah. Uh, so all that to say, our, our main character is a guy named Cole Denton. He's imaginary. Uh, and he is not a he is not a rock star. Um, our rock stars discover, particularly Elvis discovers, that there's a new threat happening in the world that uh, the dead rock stars team is unable to they're unequipped to, to handle they need someone with a different perspective with a different you know set of set of uh set of eyes to mm-hmm. come in and help them with this new threat and so they recruit a a a rock star from the tech world so he's a tech genius he's an early you know okay. internet genius so it you know kind of in the mold of you know the, the guys that are running the world now elon musk or mark zuckerberg and these people if they would have been in their, if they they were would have been in their twenties at that point, he's in his early twenties when mm-hmm. we meet him, and so he comes into this into this universe, this dead rock stars universe, to help them solve a problem that they don't know how to solve. So that's kind of the that's kind of the setup of, uh, Bring, of our story. Brings you into the world, then, huh? Yeah, so yeah. Did, do you get into the idea of uh, why they want to disappear? I mean, it, it, does each one have kind of their own little? Uh, origin story, as it were, to why they want to not, you know, be rock star famous. A little bit, and and some of it is, um, you know, left to the imagination a little bit. But the truth is, all of those, many of those people, not all of them, many of those people, uh, the reason they passed away so early is because of addiction, or because of the price of fame, or or whatever it was. And so we thought it would be. Um, it would be untrue to who they were to not include some of those 
realities. And so there's a huge element in our story of redemption and recovery and, uh, you know, family providing the things that maybe they didn't have as much of. You know, the world took a lot from them and it cost it cost them a lot. The world gave a lot to them, you know, in terms of fame and riches and so forth. But the world took from them as well. And people, a lot of, all those people, a lot of those people have, have tragic stories of people siphoning, you know, money and time and energy from them uh, just to make a profit. And so what if these folks got clean? What if they, um, you know, realized that in order to, to get clean and to really to make a true difference, not a rock and roll difference, but a true difference in the world, we've got to die to ourselves. We've got to step away from, you know, from this life. And, and we can secretly we can secretly save the world. And so that that kind of plays mm-hmm. into the motivation a little bit uh, versus, you know, hey, this song, this song's going to save the world. It's no, no. And actually, these skills that I acquire uh, are, are going to help save the world. Oh, interesting. The plan. So yeah. now uh, I have to ask, does there is there any history with you guys, uh, you know, Leading the rock star life. I mean, it can't all be McDonald's, the uh, cinnamon rolls, and Coca Cola, and and it leads you to this because th- these are ideas I think that happen. Uh, you know, uh, as you as you run into things yourself, you say, "Oh, wait a minute, this is not the best approach to life. Maybe I need to do something else." Is there any autobiographical uh, things in there, or maybe just uh, you 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 touched on on some of these, and and uh, and you know, kind of like you know, there's the kid that that feels that the the stove is hot and doesn't put his finger on it. There's a kid who slaps his whole hand on there and says, "What yeah. happened?" Well, the the truth is, both both Jay and I were more. Uh, we believed it when people told us that the stove was hot and we didn't go touch it. Uh, <laughs> that's a great, that's a great analogy. We we were the ones that, that believed it, or, or I've said it before, wet paint. You know, when you see a sign yeah. that says wet paint, most people want to go touch it. Uh, yeah. No, it, we, we believe that the sign, the paint was wet, so we're not going to go touch it. So it was not from autobiography. However, Cole Denton, our, our, our protagonist, is is a, an amalgam of Jay Watson and Kyle Wiltshire. I mean, he truly, oh, okay. he truly is. Uh, a combination of our personalities. Uh, now, neither of us, funny to say, neither of us are tech geniuses. Jay's more so than I. I uh, I think I, I stopped updating my internal iOS in about 2007. So I'm still, you know, <laughs> technology from 2007 That's is new funny. to me, you know. Uh, That's a good way to put it. That's funny. <laughs> but Jay's continued to, you know, he's continued to, to upload the newest the newest one. He's he's a Google guy, though. He's the, he's the friend in your group that makes you have green uh, green uh, text boxes. So that's, you know, oh, he, he, he's that guy. Uh, so I can say that since he's not here, you know, I can, I can throw that rock. But he's no, a, he's yeah, one of those greenies. I think that's a what we're going to call, call him greenies. Yeah. He's going to hate that. I brought that up. Playing. Let's make that stick, Kyle. <laughs> you want to be a bluey or a greenie? That's right. He, he calls us sheeple. Everyone who goes with the, uh, the iPhone, you know, he's like, Oh, you are all sheep. All of us, all of your sheep. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so all that to say, uh, we we did not we did not go down that road. Now we've had some people in our lives that have. So so it's not that we have zero uh, experience of, of folks who have who have struggled with addiction or struggled with substance or those sort of things. Uh, but more so, we learned a lot about these folks from biographies and from interviews and you know those sort of things. Because again, we knew we couldn't hit the absolute bullseye of recreating who they were. And and truth be told, we didn't want to 
just recreate who they were. We wanted, you know, we wanted Elvis Presley 22 years later, not the, not the one who died, who, who died sitting right. on the toilet. Right. We want the one 22 years later who's in recovery, who has been trained, you know, beyond just his, you know, karate chopping, <laughs> uh, like has been trained to really uh, fight and, and lead. A, he's the lead, the leader of the super agent, a uh, secret agent team, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so he's got all these different skills, all these different perspectives, but he's still at his core, you know, who he is. He's still Elvis Presley. So we wanted to hit a target, maybe not necessarily the bullseye, though, as to I who, who they were. You want to bring him across. So I guess he couldn't he, he can't wear any TCB jewelry uh, in his new life. No, that's uh, the thing. He totally can. He totally can. Because dead is dead. Right. When someone dies. You know, nobody, nobody thinks a second thing of it, you know, because when someone's gone, they're gone. And so these oh, folks, they're invisible in society because of it. So they so can, they can wearing a cape? blend in. Is he still wearing a, like a big suit with a cape and the big glasses and all that? In the first chapter of our book. So this is not a spoiler at all. You meet Elvis Presley and Buddy Holly, and they are both dressed just like it was 1957. You know, uh, Buddy's got the horn rim glasses and the mm -hmm. neatly pressed suit and Elvis is in his, you know, I guess Elvis wouldn't have been 57. It had been more like, you know, 77. He's in his Aztec, right. you know, uh, a sequin jumpsuit and, you know, just strolling down the street. We, we made a joke. I think uh, we heard this story that uh, in, in like the, you know, I just I'm going to expose a, 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 a hole in my knowledge. I don't know when Charlie Chaplin was, but we heard that there was a, a time when Charlie Chaplin entered a Charlie Chaplin lookalike uh, right. mimic yeah, contest. Yeah. And he, he got, lost. and he got third place or something yeah. like that. You know, he uh -huh. was the actual Charlie Chaplin. So we, we, we recycled that, made a joke that Elvis entered a uh, Elvis lookalike contest and got third place. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, but here I he think is. There's a Dolly the Parton story about that too, where she entered a contest and didn't win a Dolly Parton lookalike contest. That and I think, funny. I think a person in drag won. Oh, well, you know, Dolly always says it's it's awfully expensive to look this cheap. That's you know, right. That's, that's her famous quote. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's uh, fun though. Yeah. So then they're out there, and everybody's kind of like, "Oh, that," you know. They're probably people are giving the side eyes. They're walking around. What the heck? What's going on with these guys? Yeah, they they interact with people. They're in Las Vegas. They interact with people. Oh. People, you know, point at them, laugh at them. You know, kind of make make commentary. Elvis even at one point pulls his guitar out and 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 plays some music to 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 create a distraction. You know, so buddy can <laughs> can, can do part of their mission. Uh, so yeah, it's just kind of uh, it that that's something we thought about. You know, we were kids in the '80s and '90s, and so every time we checked out the grocery store. You know, the the National Enquirer. Right, the sighting. You know, yeah, it was always oh Elvis. He was seen in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the pizzeria or whatever. You know, and so we yeah. we even we write that into the book as well. That uh, you know, hey, sometimes they're right. Sometimes they actually did see us. <laughs> there was a sighting. Yeah, there. I'm in uh, St. Louis, uh, Missouri, and if you head uh, west on Highway 70, there was a famous uh, building that was the Elvis is Alive Museum. Uh, oh. That some guy had for many years. He passed away, and so it's gone away now. But I mean, gosh, uh, into the probably 2010s, you could stop at the Elvis is Alive Museum and and see you know artifacts or something. I never oh. stopped. I really wish I would have uh, now because it's I gone. Love but, to uh, see that. Oh, you that can look it so up. Awesome. I'm sure there's stuff online about it. But uh, 
Yeah. So that's interesting. So, so you have this, you've created this whole universe of, of, uh, dead rock stars who are trying to save the world essentially. Right. So that that's their, their thing, but, but this is a novelization. This isn't like a graphic novel. This is like a regular novelization, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Actual book that, you know, the truth is we, uh, uh, we wrote a book because we didn't know how to write a movie. Like we we, we really would want to <laughs> we really want to write a movie, but we had no idea how to do that. So we said, well, let's just write a book. And and honestly, it's easier to get a a book created and made, even if you have to self publish, even if you have mm-hmm. to you know um, do it yourself. Uh, so we're let's let's just write this. Let's make this a book, and maybe somebody will discover it one day and turn it into a movie for us. That would be that would be. There fun. you go. Yeah, they'll be like, "Well, let's remake the Highlander," and everybody's like, "Oh, come on!" Well, I think they're going to do that, though. To be honest, I think they are. Yeah, Superman's playing uh, it, from what I understand. Yeah, no, got- many kind of other ideas. Let's just stick with the ones that have already generated. Um, so you you mentioned that uh, Jay wrote the first two, um chapters right and yeah. then at, at what point would you at what point did he need a ride and you jumped into this mix <laughs> so honestly our process was we would you know we would each write the first draft of a chapter and then we'd exchange and so honestly it's probably oh. he wrote half i wrote half i'm uh, you know i don't really i can't really go through and, and tell you exactly who wrote what chapters but he wrote half i wrote half and then we would exchange and make edits for one another, make mm-hmm. suggested changes, make, you know, give some thoughts, give some ideas, steer something in another direction, you know, those sort of things. And so honestly, the, the, there, where one of us might have written the first draft, mm-hmm. we both worked so much on every chapter in the book that is, it is really no telling where he starts and where I end and where I start and where he ends. It is, it is our, it is our creation. And, 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 Everyone that's read it that that we've interacted with, I've asked a few. I've said, "Hey, you know, um, can you tell that two people wrote it?" And they're like, "No, not at all." And so that's been really, really uh, encouraging and reassuring that it it does seem to have a unified single voice, uh, even though it's you know like a fifty fifty deal <laughs> um, from the first draft, I should say. But yeah, we both went behind one another and edited and suggested changes. We argued over things, and we you know. Um, we ended up. What we ended up with is 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 totally our baby. It's our right. <laughs> our, so the, our project. So when you when you're, t- uh, I, I want to ask some process questions here. So did you yeah. uh, employ like when you wrote? Did you just like I I go away and write and I send it to you and then you go away and read and write and then send it to me, or did you have any kind of? Did you use any technology in between? Were you like on Zoom or on anything where you were doing stuff together or? Or how, how was that, how did that process uh, go for you? Yeah, so we would start with, you know, the basic assignment. You know, you have chapter one and two, I have chapter three and four. And then we'd, you know, kind of go from there, uh, assign out the, the chapters. And we did it in like, you know, maybe fourths. We'd, we'd write it at, you know fourth or maybe even a fifth at a time. And um, uh, we had a Google Doc. So there would okay. be times... When I would jump in the Google Doc and I would look on, you know, his chapter or whatever, and I could see I could see words in real time, you mm-hmm. know, and I would I would try to resist reading, even though I'd want to read what he's what he's writing, because, you know, sometimes when you write something, you're just, you know, you're just trying to get words on a page and you'll come back later and, and clean it up and make it, mm-hmm. you know, make it better. And so, yeah, I would see I would see the real time as things would, would were coming in. And that was always kind of fun. But um, 
yeah, we would meet in person quite often. You know, there would be times when we would write a lot. Um, and then there we'd take a few weeks off because, you know, life or work or holidays or what, you know, whatever else would, would kind of happen. Sometimes he would be really passionate and be working a lot and be going back through chapters. And sometimes I would be really passionate and he he had have to take a back seat. And so I, I've said this, you know, many times people have asked me, the truth is two heads are better than one. Um, and when you have, you know, respect for one another and you, and you, you care for one another in a way that, you know, it's, it's not about ego. It's not about, you know, who's getting credit or, or any of that sort of thing. It's more about like, Hey, we want to tell a story. We want it to be as as great as we can make it. Um, and and I don't want any more credit than you, and you don't want any credit more credit than me. Mm -hmm. uh, we're you know equal equal on the byline. You know that's <laughs> that's kind of the the idea there. Um, and so it, it really is amazing when when two folks are are working on something and they have the same goal uh, in mind. You know what you can do together. It's kind of fun. So would you say either one of your backgrounds are in? you know, authoring things or writing predominantly, or, I mean, did you want to go into that a little bit? Like, I mean, what do you do during the day? Obviously this is something that's a, that that's a, for lack of a better term, I'll call a hobby plus cause it's a hobby, but you want it to be more than a hobby. I'm assuming since you're doing all this work. Um, yeah. but, uh, so, you know, Whenever you go to, you know, people go, oh, everybody says I'm going to write a book these days, but nobody does. I mean, obviously. Um, so, I mean, what prepared you to do this? Was there anything in your background that did so? I mean, we watched every movie that we could <laughs> growing up, you know, <laughs> just there was a lot of, you know, uh, taking in movies and stories. Now, this is not what I did then, but now I'm an editor. Uh, and so that is completely completely new within the last three years that I've done and so that that helped us get it across the finish line as I uh, sort of uh, turned into that role I'm a content editor I'm not a uh, I'm not a, a periods and syntax and grammar editor I'm mm -hmm. more like the big picture of things I get the first edit uh, this doesn't make sense Th those sort of things mm -hmm. and so that uh honestly this hobby sort of helped inform my career <laughs> in some ways oh, that's cool. um, yeah so it kind of the, the flip, the, the inverse was true for us, but yeah, I think our experience with, you know, just um, all the, all the, all the, the movies and, and TV shows and stories we've taken in over the course of our lives um, made us most prepared. We had a great editor uh, who, who came and helped us. We've had several editors actually who, who came behind and, and helped clean our story up and, and mm -hmm. point us in the right directions and help, um, you know, give us suggestions to move it in the, in the best way possible and uh, cleaned a lot of things up. Our, our publisher only allowed a uh, under 100,000 words. Mm -hmm. So the manuscript we turned into our editor was, um, you know, over all, right at 100,000, you know, maybe 99,000 words. Uh, uh, and he cut it down to about 92, 93. So he found some <laughs> superfluous gonna, words in there that he cut out. Kind of get uh, right under the limit here, guys. We'll be good. That's right. That's right. So yeah, so we had a lot of help, and and you know I think our our love for our love for movies and TV and stories is really what what prepped us for this. So would you? Uh, can I ask what what degree did you get when you guys were in college? Um, nothing that that led us to where where to where where we are now. <laughs> okay, uh, I was like, are you English major or were you you know? No communications no. person. I mean, Jay Jay was in communications, but it was more the like. Um, 
I don't know exactly the right, like on screen, maybe, you know, maybe he was, you know, the speaking, you know, uh, mm -hmm. less uh, behind the scenes stuff. Um, both and I, both Jay and I have career in, in, in ministry. So uh, okay. my, career, my, my path prepared me uh, for, for a role in ministry. And so that is, you know, sort of our background when you ask the question about, you know, have you, have you, have you touched the, the hot stove? You know, thankfully not. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, okay. That was a big reason why. But uh, uh, so that's, you know, that's sort of the, what we did. To, we, we wrote a lot of papers. I'll tell you that. But yeah. Okay. Not in the fiction realm, not in the, not in the realm of, 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 of fiction. So kind of a different world. That's interesting. Okay. So, so that, so that, that's an interesting path. So then, um, do you touch upon that in the stories as well? So, I mean, uh, since you mentioned that, I mean, it, to my, my head starts pinging around here yeah. and I'm like, wouldn't it be interesting, you know, uh, to have these, these folks, then you talked about redemption and so forth. And the way I was thinking about it now, since you mentioned that, that puts redemption in a whole different, uh, light. Yeah, so is it, is it, it redemption in, in the in the sense of uh, uh, of a religious redemption as well as a, just a uh, um, you know like a substance use problem? It's it's not you know it's not overt. Uh, it's not you know like we're not trying to put you know our faith in anyone's face. That's not that's not what we're what we're trying to do. But there's sort of an underlying current of a redemptive lifestyle. You know, mm -hmm. it's not about religion. It's not about um, you know, they don't go to church or anything, you know, in, in the story, um, but they, <laughs> they do realize to, to make a difference, they have to die to themselves. You know, they've got to, they've got to not literally, but kind of, kind of spiritually in a sense, die to who they were and become these new people to mm -hmm. really, to really help, help make a difference in the world. So it's, you know, there's that theme, but it's mm -hmm. not, you know, that's not like, a. uh, it's a not, big, over, a it's not anything overt or anything. Yeah, uh, you, yeah, you could easily say Elvis is, "Hey, uh, buddy, I'll be right back. I got to go to a little chapel and perform a ceremony, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, for, right. to make some to make some side money." He, he's he's doing <laughs> sure. weddings in Las Vegas at the little chapels, for um, sure. But uh, no, that's interesting. So so, but obviously, um, I hate to spin off on this, but I'm thinking about it because because basically most um, fiction, uh, a lot of modern fiction. It borrows heavily from that uh, the Bible and borrows heavily from these these ideas um, uh, of uh, of death and rebirth and 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 so forth and, and again not in a in an overtly religious way but you know there's always the the Christ like uh, characters right in in yeah. uh, in all kinds of fiction even in fiction that you wouldn't um, uh, think about to be have anything to do with religion. So it, it's yeah. interesting that um, that you mentioned that for your thing is that then there's uh, um, can be this whole aspect of it as well because you maybe led a path um, of self destruction and uh, now you're deciding well you know that wasn't so great maybe yeah. I need to do some good for the world and and their path uh, of doing good is through um uh this organization does the organization have a name by the way kind of like you know specter or yeah well like i mean the drs uh okay it, it actually the the dr and the s actually uh i don't know how much i want to get into this because it is that's okay don't tell territory. me too much but uh, <laughs> don't give away the story but 
but uh, you know, I got asked the I got asked the questions. I, basically, they just come into my head. So I, I got. Yeah, no, question. ask away. Yeah, I'll answer <laughs> what I can. No, you can say no. Phrase. That's that's uh, privileged information if you buy the book. <laughs> got to read the book first man no that, there's a latin phrase that drs uh because mm-hmm. what we what you'll find when you read the book is that the drs is much older than you might think it's been ha- it's been going on for uh, a long time mm-hmm. and uh and the current iteration of people like rock stars it wasn't always rock stars that led the team and as as they're seeing the future and maybe t- leaning toward technology as the as the forefront Mm-hmm. You, when you read the book, you'll find out that in the past, different people sort of led this group, uh, and it was the 1950s when the shift happened, where let's make them all rock stars. So that's just a little, a oh, little okay. taste of what you'll find when you get into it. Players and the calligraphers. That was the leading the. <laughs> yeah, there were all these calligraphy guys uh, <laughs> that were out there. I don't. I'm yeah. just. Yeah. Anyway, I was just riffing, but uh, <laughs> that's very interesting, though. Um, so now let me, I, I, there's a question that comes into my head. So, uh, yeah. and again, get, only answer what you feel like answering. I'm not forcing sure. you, you know, I'm not Mike Wallace or Chris Wallace or any of those Wallaces <laughs> that force people into weird situations. Um, the, uh, so the, you're talking about basically popular culture, uh, people, right? So yeah. I, I guess my question would be, is there, did you run into any problems because I mean, Elvis is a big name and so forth. And then if you write a story that includes even a a fictionalized uh, Elvis, you know, uh, is anybody coming at you for this? Boy, that was something we really worried about. Uh, We talked with our publisher and we talked with some attorneys and uh, what it, what it boils down to is that, if someone is dead, you can you can use them as a character. You cannot use their likeness, so you will not see you know Elvis Presley on the cover of our book. Mm-hmm. But um, you can't use their likeness, and you can't use their lyrics. And that's the other thing. When in our first draft of the book, there was a lot of song lyrics, mm-hmm. and when we when we were told no, you can't print song lyrics, that you have to pay all kind of royalties and you know sort of things. So we deleted all the song lyrics; they're all <laughs> yeah. gone. Um, quickly, you know, quickly deleted those. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but you can write about, you know, um, you know, people who were real. So here's here's kind of what helped us feel like, okay, we really can do this. If you've ever seen the movie um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you mm-hmm. know, there's that there's that scene where Brad Pitt's character fights Bruce Lee, right, you know. Yeah. Uh, and there's controversial, a lot of like, very controversial. It was very controversial because he didn't paint Bruce Lee in the in the in the the, the shiniest of lights. You know, he right. kind of made him come off as a jerk a little bit. Um, and you know, the, Sharon Tate, you know, she was a real person. She was brutally murdered. You know, yes. and yes, the point of the story is to, uh, you know, uh, make a make a a fairy tale. What if she didn't? What if she wasn't murdered? You know, and sort of if, if Hollywood were this fairy tale land, it's not. Right. I don't know if that's the way Quentin Tarantino would describe it. That's the way I took it, though. This is a Hollywood fairy tale, and it's happily ever after. You know, instead mm-hmm. of the tragedy that really happened. So we watched that movie, and if you notice in the movie. Uh, the only one who's still alive who was pictured on screen was Roman Polanski, who's that's a whole nother ball of wax. We don't get into that, <laughs> yeah. but he was in the he was portrayed in the film. He looked like Austin Powers, but he was in it. Right. He doesn't say a word. He, yeah. I think, one point he whispers in someone's ear, but you can't you can't hear what he's saying. You uh-huh. cannot put a real person who's still alive in a story. 
apart from a lot of permissions or apart from something that's so innocuous, you know, uh, you can't put words in a living person's mouth. Right. You can put words in a dead person's mouth. Oh, uh, there because- you, there's a lesson for everybody. You can't put <laughs> words in a dead person's mouth. That's, that sounds like a take right there. Yeah. Uh, but so far, so good. No, we've not gotten any, you know, no, no, uh, estates have, have said anything, you know, to us. Um, you know, that's interesting. So. yeah, I, I guess it would be hard, uh, cause it seems like, um, as a society, we're much more in tune with the visual media. Um, yeah. uh, I, I mean, uh, America perhaps maybe other cultures are a little more in tune with the things, but, uh, uh written word more directly, but, uh, America certainly is visual media. It seems to be the 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 king of everything. And so if you if you get into anything with the the images, then they get all nasty with you. So right, yeah. yeah. So no images. Interesting. So you've you've got this one done right, and you're you're out there. You're talking to you're talking to you're talking to me for you know goodness sake. Yeah. Um, and so I guess you, what's the what's the plan in the future here what what's the next step for you guys well we we definitely want to write two more stories you know like I oh said, we gotta get a trilogy trilogy a trilogy man that's what that's is it with trilogies at. what would you say why is the trilogy so uh why, why are people so in tune with a trilogy I'll, I'll tell you why this is i think it's real simple it's beginning middle and end you know, that's, mm-hmm. I think that makes it really, you know, kind of simplified. And so if you look at the greatest trilogy of all time, my opinion, my okay. opinion, Star Wars, the greatest yes. trilogy of okay. our time, Star Wars episode four, five, and six, the right, middle, right. The middle yeah, the, the, stories, the, the, yeah. Well, <laughs> the I originals. Get, I get into fights with people because they call it episode four. I'm like, no, it was just called Star Wars. Yeah, that's that's right. all they called it. They didn't call it anything else. It was called Star Wars. And, yeah. That's right. So Star Wars, A New Hope, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, and yeah. Star Wars Return of the Jedi. That To me, that's the greatest trilogy of all time. And if you watch it, it's a perfect beginning, middle, and end. Mm-hmm. You know, And so that's our desire. We want to tell a story that has a beginning, that has a middle, and has an end. Um, and, and Having a toy tie-in doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> yeah, that would be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kenner, give us a call. I don't know. I don't think Kenner still exists, but... Yeah, they, they got- <laughs> absorbed by hasbro i think so <laughs> whoever yeah so but that's that's the desire is uh you know create a story that that starts at one place and has the middle portion where people develop there's there's plot there's there's you know everything hits the fan you know and then comes to a conclusion you know, it comes to a, a satisfying conclusion when you when you start getting into you know part nine and all these things man at some points it just gets a little we're still doing this, huh? Yeah, okay. Um, but that's why uh, you haven't. It, that's why you haven't gotten any further in Dune. I, I can't think there is nine books. That's Dune. right. Yo, I, I did. I read. I read the first chapter of this of the next book, and I was like, uh, uh-uh, I can't do it, man. Yeah, I tough. can't do it. That's a tough one. <laughs> Dune one is in- Dune is for the the fanatics. Hardcore, man. Yeah. I read uh, Ender's Game too when that movie came out several years ago. And I read the first chapter of the next one after that. I was like, oh, I can't do this. I can do the original, but I can't read all of them. There's too many. Oh, there's too many of them. <laughs> well, that's interesting. So do you have, uh, um, you know, your timeline for the next next uh, book? Yeah. So the first one takes place in 1999. The second one doesn't pick up like, you know, the next day, but it'll pick up soon after the where the first story ends. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's in that early 
late nineties, early two thousands timeframe is where we want to live. Uh, we feel like that's the, the richest place again, both for the age of many of the rock stars in the story um, and, and the world, you know, one thing that we ran into uh, a challenge as we wrote, neither of us being tech geniuses and technology is a huge part of our first story. We didn't want to write in such a way to expose that we don't know anything about technology. Um, we, we had, we had a, a friend of Jay's that is, that is a tech guy. He knows this stuff. And we had several lunches with him and picked his brain. We're like, now, is it possible if, and we would spool some idea or plot thread that we're thinking about. And he would say, no, you can't do that. You couldn't do that. No way. And then we'd, That's funny. we'd say, could you do that? Yeah, you could do that. All we needed was, yeah, that would be possible. And so we'd, we'd run with it. Um, we want to live in that in that soft sci-fi world, you know, where we're not explaining how the uh, catalytic converter works or whatever. We just right. you know, we just want to make this broad picture. We're not going to get into the hard sci-fi like Dune and Ender's Game, where they're getting deep into the you know the mythology and how the science works. We're not. That's not us. No. That, and most of the classic movies are ruined by cell phones these days because things wouldn't happen. I mean, uh, that's right. You know, if you take uh, the Graduate. I mean, if there were cell phones, what's the point of the whole movie? You know, he shows up at the end. He could have just texted or something, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to embarrass myself. I've never seen that one start to finish. I've obviously well, the graduate? seen the famous okay. well, never seen a it start older to finish. Than your, that's a little older than your uh, your area there that you're, you've been talking about before. So A little um, bit. But, I mean, of course, you know, Miss, here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Cuckoo, cuckoo, right. you know. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, actually, I was going to mention uh, that reminded me. So you can't use the lyrics, but you can use uh, you can have uh, Elvis or a peanut butter banana sandwich. So he could always say uh, stuff about those kind of things you could throw in there without any kind of problem or. Yeah. Or, uh, Buddy Holly. You could use a song title. You could use a song title and reference uh -huh. songs, you know, but but no lyrics. Um and you know we we did want to kind of lean into some of their some of their personality, but we didn't want to lean too much into the stereotype, you know, especially right, when it right. came to Elvis because he can be such a cartoon uh, uh, in culture. Because Elvis was one of those few guys that we did get to see age. We saw him when he was young and fresh in the fifties and handsome. Right. And we saw him old and bloated, you know, after after the world had done its worst to him. Right. Uh, and, <laughs> A lot of the others, man, a lot of the others, they're frozen. They're frozen in time. Jim Morrison's mm -hmm. frozen in time as this Adonis, you know, never right. got to see him. You know, uh, he, got a little he, he got a little bloated there. In this we did. <laughs> we did. But man, his record company never made him do a disco album. You know That's what I mean? True. Like <laughs> Those sort of things. What, what would uh, Janis Joplin's, you know, um, <laughs> synth pop album have sounded right. like in the 80s when she's trying to yeah, stay she'd relevant? Be like Cher know? by now at this point, I guess. <laughs> yeah. not, it didn't die already. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So we never got to see them, you know, in those many of them in those places. They're that frozen in time, you know, um, state of, of of who they were. And so to, to be able to fast forward them into the future is really a lot of fun, you know, uh, to project what they might would have been like if they had a different mindset of, you know, uh, it's less about fame and all these other things. It's more about the family we have and saving the world, protecting the world. Uh, it's kind of kind of fun, kind of fun way to look at it. Well, fantastic. So 
Uh, just to wrap it up, uh, I've I've got the website on there, deadrockstarsbook.com, uh, where you can go and uh, purchase, I'm assuming, and as well as yeah. uh, look a little bit more about it. And yeah. um, and then you're going to put a coming soon for 2025 for oh. Dead Rock <laughs> Stars Book 2. Oh man, we we got to we got to get this one in as many hands as we can. Before we, can we can think twenty twenty five is too early. <laughs> a little too early. A little too early. We have ideas. We have oh, great okay. ideas, but we haven't started writing. Yeah, now, are you, you going to introduce more characters? Is that part, are you going to keep the same characters? You're going to introduce, you know, like uh, some new characters. Is Kurt Cobain going to show up at some point here uh, in this uh, universe? Have to read and find out, but one thing's for ah, sure. Look at that. We, we there, there are so many of these people that that could be included. We always try to make it very, very clear that there's more of them out there than you know. It's kind of like you know, the comic books, you know, like when mm -hmm. in the Avengers comic books or the X Men comic books or whatever. Not every single one of them is in every single episode, you know, or right, every single right. issue. You know, they have different missions and different reasons. And some somebody's out doing this, and somebody's in another place taking care of something else. So. As the books unfold, our plan is to introduce more people and explain where they are and why they weren't in the first book or uh, you know, that sort of thing. So that's I was off on assignment in Paris or something. Yeah, that's right, man. You are closer than you realize. You oh my goodness. I was going to say, you should make Kurt the communications person. Everybody's like, Kurt, I don't understand. Kurt, what are you saying? What was that? I don't get it. <laughs> say it again, Kurt. No, 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 no. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say before you can, you can, yeah, on our website, deadrockstarsbook.com. Uh, right now we're selling autographed copies. We have a special seal that, that indicates that it's a first edition. So if you'd like to get one of those, you can get those there. But if you'd rather get it on Amazon or, or Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold, you can find, you can find our book out there in the wild, in the world. Uh, it's popped up in a, in a bookstore too. Uh, so we're really excited about that. Um, so yeah, check it out. We'd love to, uh, and, and follow us on all of, all of our socials. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter X, whatever it's called nowadays. <laughs> Interact with us. We'd love to chat about this. This is one of our one of our passions is, is sharing sharing this story with folks. And all all your handles are Dead Rockstar Books. Uh, Dead Rockstar's book for the um, uh, Twitter and everything. Oh, you're looking. He's checking. Let now. me let me look at because we couldn't secure all uh, the same. <laughs> he, uh, so. That's okay. Facebook, they can go to the website and then they can branch off from there if they need to. Yeah. So I the just Dead Rockstar's book on Facebook, uh, the DRS book on Instagram, and DRS book on, on oh, Twitter. There you go. So, well, yeah. Well, Kyle, thank you. Tell Jay thank you. Uh, I am impressed that you guys uh, uh, you know, went from basically being the, uh, the early Uber. Kyle was the early Uber and now you're <laughs> writing books together. You've you've uh, managed to get through uh, Jay using you for a, a transportation and, and have no way. Uh, blossomed into a friendship. And this is one of the results. <laughs> and we're looking for two more, uh, hopefully right. within before the end of the decade. I'll, I'll, hope so. I'll give you a longer. I'll say before the end of the decade. That would be wonderful. We're not going to George R. R. Martin this and never, never <laughs> write the next one. It'll, it'll happen at some point, man. Thank you for for having me on your on your show today. It's so much fun. Great questions, man. I really appreciate it. All right, everybody, take care. Look for the book and uh, find out what happens whenever your favorite uh, rock star leaves the scene. <laughs>